so, uh, hey, who am I talking with? Uh, hello, this is Fargo Tabaki. Um, I'm super excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Big fan uh, of the pod. <laughs> That's <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> not to talk about myself, but what, what have you liked so far? Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the episode with Wendy Trevino. Um, and then I was, I definitely, I would like went back and, and listened to more sort of when I was, when I knew I was going to be on to, to get more familiar with it. Um, and I also really liked the episode with, with Matilda, um, about the Toller translations. I thought that was really great. Yeah, that was really cool. I'm hoping to, to have some more translation talk in the future. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, definitely like, I think literature and translation is like, it's really fascinating and cool. And I think that not, it's not, it's not as like, um, just not as like well known or like engaged with, I think in some of the same ways that other, like just poetry stuff is, which is definitely, I think a shame. Yeah. Um, I was, I was reading, uh, Carl once edited, uh, like, a translation journal and I was reading it recently. And mm -hmm. one of the things he sort of said is, uh, like, you know, because of how, I guess, like, provincial America is, it's, it really makes a huge difference to have, like, any literature in translation, especially, as we've talked about, like, left-type left literature, because there's just yeah, totally. so little of it. Right. Yeah, and I think just generally, like, the stats for what how much literature gets translated into English compared to, like, how much it's published overall is, like, pretty pretty dismal, which is interesting to think about just how much is, like, not even available. Yeah, it's like literally 3% of what's published. Yeah, right. Which is wild. Yeah, and then I think if you think, if you break it down more, I think like a third of that, like most of that is men and then I think a third maybe or a quarter is women. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Plus it's, and then yeah, comparing that also like intersecting with just how much the gender breakdown in actual publishing is and then adding translation differences. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's like really not good, and you know, I think I don't know. I I want to hope. I just hope and want to see that if uh, anyone can make any difference in that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, like, what what have you read in translation that you've really liked? If that's not putting you on the spot too much. No, um, I mean, I think that the the one that has been most like important to me probably is uh darwish um translated there's a really great um series of translations of his stuff by uh the poet fadi judah um and yeah i think the 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 work of translating like um those books um so like the one i have on my shelf right now is um the Butterfly's Burden, which is like, you know, sort of a, a collection of a couple different uh, Darwish books. Um, but like, yeah, I think that act of translation is, is particularly important. Um, just thinking about the ways that like Palestinian literature um, sort of exists, like for diaspora folks um, and how, how important like you know, particularly Darwish's work, but other, like, 
uh, you know, Palestinian poets and, and writers and sort of activist figures are to sort of understanding like history and, and like narration. Um, and so having access to that as some, as, as people who like, you know, due to lots of colonialism and displacement, maybe don't um, have access to like original Arabic language stuff. Um, I think that act of translation becomes uh, particularly important. So like, yeah, this, this book and, and that work has been really important to me to sort of just like go back to as, as something that um, reveals things that like I knew somewhere, but like hadn't seen written down the way that like good poetry and I think good theory does. So yeah, um, that, so that's like the, the first thing that comes to mind. And then I also am always, I'm really interested. I really like uh, Anne Carson and like uh, her approach to translation, I think is really interesting. Um, I also just think she's like very smart and like a good writer. So um yeah, those are the things that like pop out. And she she always she has this great um like note on translation um and like the sort of responsibilities of the translator that uh I think is in one of the Antigone translations. Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely I would say I have not read enough uh literature in translation. Um and that's that's something that like I definitely want to sort of keep expanding on, but those are what jumped to mind right away. Yeah, I totally feel the same way about, you know, not having read enough in translation. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess what I thought was interesting too, like with, well, Darwish, like in particular, is someone who like has like global importance just to like leftist movements generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he pops up really everywhere when you, <laughs> when you start reading. Yeah. Um, but you know, you also started your poem. One of the poems you sent to Paint Bucket was uh, mm-hmm. began with a a title from him. But yeah, also too, I also too wanted to ask too. You know, I'm trying to not go in too many different directions at once. But you also said like, <laughs> no, go uh, for it. <laughs> you know, I also like what you were saying about um, like what good theory and poetry does, and I was wondering maybe if you could talk more about that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I so I like love theory, um, and I have like a I think definitely sort of the the like conversations around accessibility and language um, and like the way that I think uh, theory and academia can like sometimes get wrapped up in itself. Um, I think that's, that's definitely valid, but also I have a deep love for like the language and thought of theory. Um, and for me, it has always been something that like, it, it's that moment of, of, um, reading something that you like knew instinctively or like in your body or just in the way that you experience the world and like your relations within it and then seeing it articulated and then connected to like other ideas. And so those have been the moments when reading um, like theory and then also in in reading poetry that like um, I am always most interested in and like most struck by. Um, and then also the moments when that like doesn't happen or when, when that happens in a way that like pushes, um, the way that like I conceive of myself in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think like, I think that's also something that good poetry does, um, in the way that it, it sort of 
asks us to like view language differently um, and like sort of push our idea of what language can do um, differently. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think poetry and theory both are, are operating in this sort of vein of trying to uh, sort of pull back language from um, the ways that we are generally asked to think about it and use it to uh, affect some sort of change in the way that we like think about how we are with each other, um, which I think is really cool. Uh, and definitely, yeah, that, that sense of like, like surprise or realization for me feels like, like an important part of why I like uh, both certain, certain types of poetry, certain types of theory is just like, yes, that's right. I like have this sort of instinctive, like recognition of something about it. I don't know. I was just <laughs> third time's the charm, but uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what's your experience been like as uh, someone who likes poetry and is also trying to write theory? Cause I think there is some hostility to theory and poetry. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. Cause like, um, so sort of the thing that I ended up uh, studying and working in the most uh, during college was performance studies. Um, and so coming to, uh, I mean, and that's an interesting space because like most of the, the critical work that happens there is like around pushing the idea of what scholarship is. Um, so thinking about the ways that like performance is not something that is theorized about, but it is actually a form of theory. Um, and so that also pushed me to like think about poetry as a form of theory um, and not be afraid of like working it into like sort of academic writing. Um, and I think that also like sort of cross pollination exists backwards too, right? In like thinking about the poetry that I've really liked that is is like sort of explicitly engaged in trying to offer theoretical approaches to the world. Um, so working in like performance studies, I think was nice because both of those things are, are meshed and all twined together in, in nice ways. And so um, for me, it's like a mode that's super comfortable um, is like understanding that that performance and um, I, I sort of count poetry as a form of that um, is is also like a way of theorizing about the world. It's just like doing it in, in different in a different aesthetic form, honestly. Um, and that like I think theory makes poetry better and poetry makes theory better. Um, is sort of, I think, like a general general answer. And I think that there there's not as much distance between the two of them as as um, we might often like to think. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's sort of the way that I think about the way those two sort of relate to each other. Yeah, well, so like, what's some poetry that you think, like, uh, engages with theory, how you like, well, and what what's some uh, theory that's really helped with your poetry then too maybe mm, yeah um i'll start with the the second one just because i'm sort of thinking about it a lot right now but i just i just um read for the first time jack halverston's the queer art of failure um which was really important to me i think like right right now where i'm at and thinking about like a lot of things um so i've been thinking about like failure a lot um as like a a, a sort of queer and political potential like space um 
and that's something that has has also been working its way into my writing i think uh and the way that i'm like writing uh or thinking about projects around what it means to to exist in a space of failure but still let that space be meaningful and important um so that's something i've thought a lot about in regards to like like resistance sort of quote unquote um which is i don't know definitely a tricky concept um or one that gets like i think taken up and, and sort of fetishized or commodified in particular ways by particular people um which is definitely something i i, I don't don't love but um you know thinking about like the decades and decades of you know popular palestinian resistance um as as something that like in in lots of ways has has sort of like failed you know um in that you know we are still we are still forced to do it um so so thinking about that as a space of like not that that isn't something that should feel like like dangerous or sort of um cause like despair or something but you know that's a space that is like a really important or meaningful one thinking about like well uh or it's it's one that's important to me to think through about like how can that be something that is is like good or useful or meaningful um without having to then like reframe it as a, as a success in some other way um so yeah i don't know i've just sort of, i've been thinking a lot about a lot about failure and like the way that relates to um queerness and colonialism and, and sort of resistance and all those things um and then i don't know like i think darwish has a lot of of theory like sort of hidden in there um and uh, for for me, I think he is the, or, or his is some poetry that I think like operates as theory, but but asks asks you to think about it a certain way in order to recognize it. Um, but like, you know, I, every time I read um, some of his work, I'm I'm like I think learning something about um, how to move through the world, um, or like the way that we are connected to particular things. So like, I, I understand a lot of theory about like, um, particular people's connection to land through, uh, his poetry. Um, and that is something that like, is a, is a notion or, or thought that like is always evolving in the way that I think about it. Um, and so it's, it's useful to me to be able to go back and be like, you know, these ideas about, um, what it means to be connected, like sort of, spiritually and culturally to a particular geographical like place is like an important thought in thinking about like anti-colonial like work um and organizing as well um and so so uh that's definitely something um that i think a lot about in in his work um but as far as like poetry that's that's organizing around theory um i mean obviously like uh, folks who are who are like coming to poetry from theory, I think, or organizing are are really good at that. Like Audre Lorde's poetry um, is is like really explicitly sort of taking the theoretical work that she was doing and and like offering it through a different aesthetic um, like lens. Um, and you know, she she of course has that that great line that's like poetry is not a not a luxury. Um, and so I think that for me is like a, uh, her, her work for me is a space that sort of pushes at what 
poetry can and should be for, or like what it can and should do. Um, so definitely going back to sort of these these like um, important important figures in like the past is really interesting. But um, and then I, I mean I know there's lots of like like contemporary folks who are doing interesting work with theory, and they're they're maybe just escaping me right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I wanted to ask too about um I guess one poet and one theorist in particular because I think yeah I think in um you, what your poem for Cosmonaut Avenue I think you reference Frank O'Hara um when you say something when you when you have a line like uh you see, yeah yeah that's like right like a bo- like a boy to share a coke with yeah and so I was wondering maybe like what you find appealing maybe about his work and also um I want to ask because mm. um. You know the other the other poem you submitted to Paint Bucket was yeah. uh, after uh, Augusta Bowl. I was wondering if you could talk about maybe those two. Yeah, totally. Um, I think the <laughs> the two of them are like very figures that definitely are like important for different reasons to me. Maybe um, I don't know. Maybe as I ramble right now, they'll like join together. But definitely like so. Um, so I like started as. Uh, a theater student in college um, and pretty quickly became like sort of disillusioned with like how the people around me working were thinking about theater and performance. Um, it felt like super limited and super like removed from the world um, and from like any attempts to really engage with like things that felt really important to me. Um, so then I definitely was sort of casting around to find like people who were thinking about performance in similar ways that I was and reading and thinking about wall was like a moment again of like recognizing sort of like, yes, this is, this is what something like this could do. Um, so I, I like uh, really, really appreciate the work that, that wall did. Um, and like so many ideas from theater of the press have worked their way into like, other things I think about too, like he has this, I mean, he starts that, that book with this really great analysis of like catharsis as it works in narrative. Um, and the way that like, he says like catharsis can happen before a revolution or after a revolution, but you can't put it in plays, uh, during a revolution. And, uh, just, just the way that he narrates like that act as something that is like meant to sort of purge our desires to, like change or or sort of affect something like a revolution i think was like really something that stuck with me in thinking about like how to how i might construct like narratives or or stories or or like poems or any form of writing um in a way that like is is bringing people in and, and not just like bringing them in and then showing something but bringing them in and asking them to do something so i mean the way that he thinks about like involving people in the act of performance i think is really important for me um yeah he's he was just like he was great he was very cool uh there's this great story he tells um of like the first moments when you know he was working on like doing theater of the press and like forum theater and stuff like that and he you know is like like performs um uh, a forum theater scene for like a group of um uh peasants who are like involved in land disputes with like big sort of landowners um and at the end like they're the the sort of 
the peasants are like, yeah, let's go. Like, bring your rifles. We're going over to the, the landers right now to, like, get our land back. Um, and he's like, oh, these are just prop rifles. Like, they're not real. And sort of describes it as a moment when he realized, um, I think the line he says is, solidarity means running the same risks, which I think is a really interesting way of thinking about uh, that that idea. But yeah, definitely just like this idea that art in general um, is like a thing that exists outside of the world um, or just to describe it or kind of like, like show it to you in a new way, um, but without sort of... Uh, integrating action into it or like doing something about that world. Um, that's something that I think he really like pushes back against in a way that felt really important for me in thinking about like, well, why would I, why would I do something like be a theater maker or like be a performance person or be a poet when there are like, um, like these structures in the world that I like am, am sort of vehemently opposed to and, and want to work to end. Um, and why would I do that if, if the only thing that I was doing as like a theater person or a performance person or a poet was just like describing or, or sort of offering something like outside of those, those struggles. Um, so yeah, the way he, he pushes back against that and then um, was, was super important to me. Um, and then, oh yeah, Frank O'Hara. Um, I don't know. I like Frank O'Hara a lot. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think there's something just about there's something interesting about like uh, joy in his work, I think for me, um, just like pleasure. Uh, and, and I think, I think maybe this is the, this is the, the, the rambling connection that I've made, but like um, there's this line, this Emma Goldman uh, line. that's like, if I can't dance in your revolution, I don't want to be a part of it. Um, and something also sort of, I think about is like the way that uh, we can reframe thinking about particular things as being like, joyful or pleasurable or like um and the way that almost relates to like the idea of work maybe um but i've been thinking about that too sometimes just like reframing particular things as like beautiful um so so yeah one of those that that um the second paint bucket poem i think i was thinking a lot about like like what happens if we were to just like think about um things like like work or revolution or or um solidarity with each other like as things that were beautiful um and just like shift the our, our understanding of like what that means and then find like joy in doing them or find like pleasure in doing them and so and frank o'hara is a poet that i like find a lot of pleasure in his work like just in the way that like you know he he turns a phrase or uses language or captures a moment um and so for me that's like also something that I'm, I'm really like cognizant of in uh, writing or creating work generally that like wants to, to like invite people to do something is that like, I think pleasure like, is like a really big part of um, why we do stuff um, and like a, a really powerful like way of approaching the world. Um, so maybe, I mean, maybe that's something that I'm sort of taking from, from O'Hara in some ways, but I don't know. I also just like his lines. <laughs> um, so yeah, th that was I think my long, my long answer to bridge those two. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I wanted to ask. Uh, you talked about um, like asking, like with theater, asking 
the audience or whatever to do something and so mm-hmm. like when i'm when i think about one of your poems it ends with uh tonight i'll kill the cop in my head tomorrow the ones outside it rehearsal for the revolution and mm-hmm. i was just thinking like you know what like because it seems like you, there's an ask there and i was wondering like what what you generally think you know you're trying to ask for mm-hmm. in, in your poems yeah um yeah the rehearsal for the revolution line is also like a bawal idea um and that's and i uh that concept is what he describes like all like the purpose of theater right essentially the purpose of like theater is just creating a space where you can um like safely try out strategies to uh accomplish what you want right um which i think is like like very very um cool right that's like that's a that's a way of thinking about what performance or theater um and and i think also like poetry can offer that is um like to me feels like a direct uh relationship to what i am also interested in like um creating or asking of people in the world is like in this in this poem um how can it act as a space for us to like like imagine what we're gonna do and think through like what might happen if we tried to do it uh so that we're better able to do it and not just like to think through it or imagine it um as like an exercise but as a literal way of just like practicing right what we want to do um so i think definitely different poems ask different things um but uh you know in in a lot of what i've written i think um and been thinking about lately um there's asks around like uh like um i don't know i mean so i mean those those poems are are the ones in paint bucket are definitely like invested in some different things like uh that i've been that have just been like you know making me angry lately um and the way that we're able to imagine or not imagine our ways out of like structures and sort of what that may require um yeah i mean i mean those are sort of asking us to like consider uh what might be required if we actually wanted to sort of um, commit to like creating the world that we theorize about or write about or imagine in our poems um in in ways that are not simplistic um or ways that are not sort of like um based on an understanding of the world that we sort of know isn't true um so i don't know i was just curious i was curious about that i was curious about like whether those poems might act as as spaces to let people think about and imagine like well if if creating a world where like um we can live together in ways that are like free and like good and kind might require violence then like maybe that requires violence i don't know um and uh yeah so i i think i think poetry also does does have that like um ability to provide like a a space to try out blueprints um that uh you know i also understand sort of in in the ways that i think about making performance um although it's it's, it's definitely different but um so yeah i mean depending on depending on the the poem there's there's different asks but generally like um trying to use language as a way to um influence people's people's like orientations to what they think of 
as like the sort of as like progress almost um or as solidarity in some instances or or as like love i think that's something that i I thought about a lot is like um what actually requires to love particular people in ways that that are critical and generous and like full um and uh, the way that that interacts with like material circumstances um so i mean what does it what does it actually take to like love or be in relationship with like you know a palestinian or um like someone who is poor or or like you know these these things that like require more than just uh like a spoken or surface level like relationship to someone something that that like asks more of you right so what 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 can we also reframe reframe love to include that like is is more rigorous and is more genuinely supportive um and like like what might it mean if that also includes like putting your body on the line for another person um and yeah so i don't know i mean the the rehearsal for the revolution thing is something like i definitely come back to um is like as a way of of, of sort of saying that poetry or or art or performance offers us a way to like like create a world that is different than the one that we live in but it's it's rehearsal right it's not just like to say oh that would be nice to like live in that world it's like okay so if that's something that we imagine what also is the action that's required to get us there and like how can we practice it literally by like reading these words how can i be practicing in some ways um what it takes to join people in like getting there yeah and that kind of um i think answers well maybe not answers but maybe um could lead us to a next question that I was thinking about while while you were speaking, and it's um like uh, theater has like a pedagogical edge to it. I think in a lot of like leftist theory, mm-hmm. and I think there's like mm-hmm. a, you know the narrative around like say uh, Brecht moving from poetry mm-hmm. to theater in that sort of time period in order to you know address address the times. And I think it seems like well maybe <laughs> maybe you're still doing theater uh, and not maybe doing one or the other, but like how do you see like taking these ideas from theater into poetry. And I think like, mm. I think like you, you're kind of getting at that with that reading as practicing thing, but mm-hmm, um, how, mm-hmm. how, how do you see that exactly? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that, uh, I mean, I think I, I like primarily think of myself as, as a, like a, a performer still um, as someone who like makes um, maybe not like theater sort of uh, in the way that we like, generally talk about it but i i think of myself as someone who like makes performance um and the reason i think that is like important to me in a way that poetry is and is not is like there is i think something different about physically being in the same space with people um there's like a there's a line um from i think jill dolan who's like a theater uh critic and scholar uh that's like you know going to see a performance is is literally just coming together to watch people labor on stage um, which I think is a really interesting way of thinking about it. Um, but like hearing, like being in the same space with someone for two hours while they like ask you particular things is, is different, um, and a different mode of engaging with, uh, thought and action and like language than I think poetry is. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the Brecht line is like, po- uh, art is like a, not a mirror to hold up to society, but a hammer to shape it, you know? 
Um, and I think that the the ways that particular media uh, or mediums of art like have the ability to shape society is uh, are, are different, right? And they're not necessarily like better or worse. Like I don't know if poetry is better or worse at like um, it sort of igniting people's engagement with the world. But, well, like, uh, not to interrupt, but I think there is like especially maybe in the poetry like right now there is sort mm-hmm. of a, an idea of like a hostility to that kind of like pedagogical thing mm. it's like you know there's with that whole notion of show don't tell i think yeah to... totally um yeah definitely and i think yeah so like um there's definitely a difference in um like uh the sort of the way that like the poetry and theater like sort of communities or industries are like asking uh different people to to do different things and i i i'm also i'm sort of thinking about just like the way that the actual forms themselves offer that um so i mean is there some i think there is something different uh, about like just reading like the written word and then like seeing people like speak um and those things i mean they they obviously like interact and intersect especially in poetry um but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think they definitely they are different, and and theater does like allow you to sort of be a little bit more like explicit um, in in what you're like asking people to do because I think you're just like their sort of indirect relationship to them versus poetry, right? Like um, there's the there's that idea I think in poetry that's like oh you you actually it's it's beautiful because it's like up to the reader to interpret. Um, you know, and sort of the way that that, like, you know, then leads to, like, rewarding particular, like, ambiguities or, or subtleties in poetry. And I think that is, like, you know, to an extent important, but also if we're thinking about, like, wanting to use these art forms in order to do particular things, um, and and I think not everyone is, uh, um, and that's, you know, that's just, that's how it is. Um, but, like, if we're, if we're asking people to like come away with particular thoughts or like desires or like changes from our work, then I, I don't know if like ambiguity and subtlety is, is really valuable. And I think that um, having, having the ability to just like physically be with someone um, and like uh, ask them to do particular things uh, is different than, than just sort of uh, the sort of passive way that I think like, um written poetry gets taken up um so i don't know those are those are i don't know that's like i also yeah um so i think they're different um and not necessarily like better or worse but there's definitely there's there's ways that like i think uh i mostly just think of the two as existing at the same time like i'm not i'm not necessarily like oh i want to bring these ideas from theater into poetry. It's like, if I want to do this particular thing, I'm just going to, I'm going to make a performance. I'm not going to write a poem. Um, so th- that's, that's something I've been like thinking about is like what things um, want to be written as poems and what things want to be written so that they can be performed. Um, and, uh, and so I think those, yeah, they offer different strategies and different potentials, but I don't know if they're better or worse maybe who can say yeah i get what you're saying too like about um the different types of mediums like what you were saying about um 
I think like theater as being as like watching like labor. Like mm-hmm. what struck me about that was, you know, I listened to a lot of audiobooks at my job and uh mm-hmm. like thinking about like thinking about that as, you know, just listening to hours of labor. Yeah, totally. To the or to the listeners of this podcast listening mm-hmm. to you know, <laughs> hours of labor here. Yeah. But uh I think too, like there's also something that like with I think poetry sometimes there's a notion that maybe the reader is also engaging in some kind of labor to like, I mm-hmm. think Matilda talked about this on her first episode of like create, like the reader also is involved in um, maybe with ambiguity and subtlety, trying to mm. suss out the meaning and with that, with that labor. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't, but yeah, I mean, and that's something that like uh, definitely something Bawal I think thinks about is like, um, you know, the whole, one of the sort of premises of like, his theatrical practice is that like having spectators just watch something um, and sort of passively accept it is like um, not a relationship that is, is like going to do something for them. Right. So, I mean, the way that he um, thinks about then the relationship is to just, is to not say like, well, let's maybe change sort of the content of what we're performing, but is to say like, like the, the, the art cannot work without a direct engagement from um, like the people that we're, we're trying to communicate with. Right. Um, and uh, I think that's like, that's definitely something that I, I hold on to. And it's something that's easier for me to understand and see in like theater or performance is like the way that you can, you can literally just come and ask someone to like, like join you in the creation of something, um, which is very different than uh like creating something and asking someone to just like sort of for themselves like engage with that as a finished object so um and and i don't have a a really clear analog for that in poetry you know like there's like unless we were unless i was to sort of uh render it as like a performance or something you know and and say like i'm like creating this poem come help me write it or something you know and i think there are like like different like uh variations of that in in sort of the labor that readers do to like think through a poem or to to even just yeah like just physically read the poem um but yeah it's harder for me to see the relationship between reader and poem as as like um something that isn't just like a closed sort of finished like loop um in the way that like while really broke open the potentials of performance for me that way um and so i think i don't know i I mean i there there are maybe like different like ways that poems um are are operating in that mode like uh you know even if it's just like formatting things like really doing interesting things on the page that like is asking your oh so like um uh, Marwa Halal uh invented this this like poetic form called the arabic right which like um you know, is is uh, is uh, written right to left, um, but in English with like uh, an Arabic footnote. Um, but like, so that even just that small thing is like asking the reader to do a particular form of labor that like really does is draw them into like like a way of um, like reframing or rethinking or like definitely if it feels more like I can point to what it's it's like doing and asking of a reader um in the actual form of like reading right so asking you to like read in a way that but for 
lots of readers is like unfamiliar. And so then what emerges from that unfamiliarity um, and like that destabilization um, is really interesting, right? And it, it lets the poem then like uh, engage with the reader in like a, a new way, right? Or in a way that's like, like then I feel like what the poem is trying to do can really do it because it's it's sort of like employed this aesthetic strategy that that um, forces a reader to like be fully, fully, really engaged with the text, um, and that's like really interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like that's that's definitely something that I think uh, I understand as as like. I understand in liveness and not necessarily in sort of the written down like poetry world. Right. Well, maybe you could also talk maybe about how like you see um, the Muppets as like enacting this kind of vision. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I would love to talk about the Muppets. Um, how do I see the Muppets as enacting this kind of vision? I don't know. Um, I think puppets. <laughs> I think puppets and Muppets are uh, are fascinating to me, um, and like very important to to um, like me again. Just thinking about like pleasure, right? So like I derive like a great deal of of like joy and pleasure from from just the idea and like performance of like puppetry and specifically Muppetry. But um, yeah, I, there is actually something like really. Um, really, I think, meaningful in that performance strategy um, in, like, the sort of, like, watching a, a, some sort of object that, like, you know sort of isn't real, but, like, are forced to imagine as real, like, just by, by watching it. Um, and, uh, and then also, it's sort of like this, the, I mean, Brecht talks about, like, alienation as a, as, like, a way of of getting audiences to do a to like do something or like engage with the work in a particular way. And I think puppets should sometimes like cause that, you know, it's like, it's weird to, to be able to see um, like a puppet and the thing, the person that's like controlling the puppet. Um, but, but sort of treat them as like one thing. Um, so I don't know. The Muppets are like, they're interesting. I just, I love them. Um, and I don't know if I can I, I don't know if I can tie uh, why I like them to something like smart right now, um, and that might just be how it is. Uh, but like I don't know there there is there's this song that uh, Oscar the Grouch sings that's like uh, and I tweeted about it a little while because I I think it's it's like uh, brilliant. Um, what is this song? He just sings about like how much he loves all his trash. Um, and he's like, yeah, like this shoe is, is like really old and it's like useless and I love it. Um, and I think that's like really cool, uh, and, and, uh, kind of radical to like say to kids, I think, uh, is to say like, like what if we sort of viewed our relationship to objects, not in terms of their productivity and like usefulness, but like, what if there was a different way of thinking things were meaningful or like worthy of love right is like something that isn't isn't doing what it's supposed to do anymore is like not not a, a proper shoe it's not a proper like newspaper um and uh you know to do it in like like via this this puppet thing becomes like 
this really interesting mode of, of performance in the way that it like, I don't know, yeah, it's asking people to just like engage with a different part of themselves that like might enjoy that uh, and then also connect to the ideas in it in some way. Um, so, Muppets. Yeah, I feel like we were having a conversation and then I, the podcast host, just like grabbed the steering wheel to ask about the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, to be fair, I did, I did like uh, talk a big talk about the Muppets. Um, <laughs> well, I wanted to make via, sure we talked DMs. about it. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I appreciate that for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something, I, there's something like, that I deeply connect to about the Muppets because like, I, I understand it in some ways as like just being stupid. And I think there's a great, like, and, and not in a way that it's like, um, like bad, I think, but like stupid as in just like anti-intellectual in some ways. And sometimes I think that's important. Um, and uh, also like a, a meaningful space is, is to just like enjoy like, like uh, Beaker being electrocuted. Um, and like screaming and sort of enjoy this like weird imagined like space that the Muppets provide. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's something like, like they, sometimes I, I am like thinking when I'm watching Muppet stuff and sometimes I'm not right. Sometimes I'm just like, like back in my body in some kind of way. That's just like enjoyable. Um, so do you ever yeah. do you ever have that experience when you're like reading a poem? Yeah, yeah, I would say that I do. Um, and for me, it's really connected to like language. Um, like when a poem is is just really like uh, so like um, there's this poet Suhair Hamad uh, who's like a, a Palestinian poet, um, and like her work is really really like sonically driven a lot of times, um, and and like rhythmically driven, and so. A lot of times when I read that, I'm just like, like my first instinct isn't thinking. It's like, um, it's, it's, it is just like a feeling sort of, of what it feels like or sounds like in my body. Um, and so it, on a first read through of something like that, it's just about like, like um, the sound or like feeling of the language. And um, I do think that's really important. Um, you know, as also like, um, as, as also sort of being tied to the ideas that, that we've been talking about this whole time is just like, um, you know, the way that we want to do things isn't just tied to like our thoughts, right? But it's also tied to like, like how we feel or how our bodies move or um, like what stirs up something that like isn't easily nameable. So like um, poetry that's really driven sometimes in like, in like sound or like the way that, that like, just words work together does that for me where I just sort of sit back and like see what I feel like. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like sometimes Frank O'Hara has, has sort of the, like a Muppet feeling for me um, or, or I enjoy them sometimes for the same reasons, which is that they're like, they're just like engaging some sort of part of me that just like wants to stop thinking for a little bit and just like feel um, which I think sounds, sounds a little corny, but I do think it's very, it's like, it's like important, you know? Um, and, uh, it, it goes back a little bit to that, that, like, that, that Goldman line, um, 
about like not wanting to be in a revolution if you can't dance. Um, and so, you know, maybe, the, maybe, maybe it's like the Muppets are like, you know, if, if we're going to be fighting for stuff, like part of the things that we're fighting for is, is, is the ability to like have pleasure and like enjoy things um, without it feeling like a, like a sacrifice or it being wrapped up in these structures that are like at the same time sort of harming people. Um, so maybe we're maybe we're fighting for like a world where we can love the Muppets uh, fully, <laughs> and uh, and I think that can be uh, my lasting legacy is that absurd sentence. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, definitely definitely do have the same feeling when I read poems sometimes, um, and it's not always one that I want, but sometimes it is. Uh, sometimes it's one that I think like is really important to just like staying present in the world is like being able to find things that, that do give you pleasure um, and just like enjoyment in it. Yeah. yeah, Well, one thing that um, maybe your poetry, what maybe one way in which your poetry reminds me of the Muppets is, is uh, uh, (laughs) please, please go off. (laughs) Yeah. Is uh, you, you write, you write a lot about, uh, like I guess the physicality of a you know a body moving through space and you know at first yeah. maybe I uh, thought of that in terms of the th- a theater-ish tradition, but I think it mm. also makes a lot of sense like in terms of you know like puppets or Muppets, yeah, and that whole you know there's a whole long discourse. Oh, go ahead. Oh no no no! Uh, uh, I think that's I think that's definitely that's right. Yeah, I think that's like, um, yeah, because I think just like you know what else really is there in some ways? Like there's the, 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 the way that we just like physically are in the world is, is so like important, I think in, uh, especially in like theorizing, you know, and, and writing and creating and like, yeah, maybe the, I think that's a, that's a really good, <laughs> really good observation. It's just maybe the, the Muppets helped me like remember that I'm, I'm a physical being in the world. Um, and the like vulnerability that comes with that and like the joy that comes with that and the like need to be protected that comes from that. Um, but yeah, what, what were you going to say? Oh, just cause there's like, you know, a whole long, there's like a whole long discourse, I think like, especially coming out of maybe like some modernist ideas around like, um, you know, feeling like a puppet that, you know, the, the <laughs> world or someone's pulling your strings. Like, you know, there's that Kleist short story, I think. Uh huh. But uh, I don't think you're doing that that same sort of uh, work that maybe some of those German writers 150 years were doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I could have sworn. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I mean puppets. I, I feel like the idea of puppets is is like very fruitful. I think, um, and. Uh, I mean, I think one of the things I've also been thinking about a lot lately is like, like spirituality um, and the way that that sort of is or isn't present in a lot of our theories and organizing. Um, and so, you know, in thinking about like, like, is there, I, you know, I, I feel like I believe um, that there is that there's more to the world than just like the material circumstances we're in. Um, and like the actual physical nature of it, like you know, I, I, it's part of part of my spiritual beliefs are like, like really, really important for me in thinking about, um, like what I want to, what I want to do.
do or like how I want to approach the world. I think sometimes there's like a narrative that that sort of that means that like a person would be would be like, oh, well, um, actually doing this particular tangible thing in the world is is not super important because, well, there's just another one. Um, And that's not how I understand it really at all. Um, But I do, you know, I'm I'm really curious if there is room um, for understanding like that we're in like bodies and that they're very important and that they're like what I can understand and feel through and the way that I'm with other people and the way that I'm like with the world. Um, but also that there's like other ways that I am um, with the world and with other people and that they're like not physical and not material. Um, so, so how do those things like both um, exist uh, and both exist in the way that we like organize or theorize or like take action um and maybe thinking about puppetry is one way to do that right i mean like uh in the way that like you know we don't really think about puppets as 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 being controlled if they're done well right we're like oh that's like a creature that's that's sort of living and moving on its own and there's something else right there's we we know that there's something else and that's part of the joy of like watching puppets as being like like I know that there is is like another thing or like you know like person sort of like engaging with this this bit of felt but I'm also like understanding that bit of felt as like a thing by itself. Um so that I that's also a really great pull quote from me for this episode which is actually all of us are puppets for the soul um for the spirit. Uh so but I don't know I mean I think like in a lot of ways, that is something I've been thinking about a lot. Is like, like um, the way that I think a, a lot of times we are so focused on um, materiality that, like, we we sort of alienate some folks who might have spiritual beliefs and also are committed to like operating in a material world. Um, so I don't know. That's that's sort of an important thing to hold on to for me. And maybe maybe puppets help me with that. Yeah, and uh, I think um, that that's something I've been interested in talking about because um, this hasn't been released yet, but I did an episode with um, Tegan, and she was talking about um, like liberation theology in this in this same context. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also sort of like the history of how you know, like maybe certain. Uh, 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 religious movements prior to you know like marxism or whatever were you know proto-marxist in a way yeah totally. and because of their because of the spirituality and i think like i don't know it's i think something really interesting to think about yeah i mean it's like a i don't know it's a it's like a powerful thing it's a powerful way i think of of that like people understand themselves um i mean there's um there's this great uh, essay by a writer I like uh, named Marilyn Robinson um, that's about like the Lollards um, who were this like uh, uh, I think po- post just like just post Calvinist um, like group um, who were like completely dedicated to translating uh, scriptures and like getting in them in the hands of like uh, people who didn't have access to them like poor people um, And it's like a very, you know, it's like a really 
uh, affecting like idea um for me in just like thinking about i don't know um yeah the ways that like spirituality or theology might might operate as a way of just like bringing people into to caring about each other um and the ways that they have like like you know parts of parts of religions have like been really focused genuinely on like helping people um and like caring for people um but yeah so i don't know it is it's definitely something i'm still like like thinking through um but something that's like bugged me uh in some discourse like recently that's just that's so so like anti uh spiritual in some way i don't know no no i i, I get what you're saying and uh i think uh, i think uh, it's it can be difficult too because i think especially in the u.s context oftentimes religion gets mobilized for a certain kind of individualism and even like a certain kind of anti-communism mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that just makes um attacking it from the left like particularly easy it's very easy to just go in on evangelicals or whatever right yeah yeah and i think i don't know i think there's something more to interrogate there with the way some, you know, liberal poets maybe mobilize religion just around sort of an introspective version of prayer or, or um, mm -hmm. a certain version of forgiveness that's all, you know, again, very individually oriented. But I think there's a lot of uh, communal practice both in theater and in religion and in the Muppets. Mm. And in the Muppets, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's also really interesting um, in thinking about that, like, the sort of parallels between what people think of poetry as being supposed to do and what people think of like prayer or religious practice as being supposed to do. So, I mean, there is sort of like a, I think a belief about poetry that it, that it's very like, it's like an individual experience that you have with like a text and you sort of like, it's very interior and you, you like think about it and you like read it and you enjoy it. And then it's like done. Um, and the way that like, that 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 idea also of like religious texts is like you know it's about your personal relationship only with like god um or with like a spiritual world but like i feel like you know traditions of both poetry and religion are also like you know you do that but you do that in order to like be with other people in some way right or like go go help someone or go do something um and it's weird that I think like like uh, poetry now it, it exists very much uh, in a lot of ways in that mode of just like it's for you to like read and enjoy and then that's it. Um, even poetry that is like explicitly um, like about particular groups of people um, or asking like like or or about sort of political commitments. I think there's an expectation that you're supposed to just read it. Uh, and that's it, right? And, like, the act of reading is itself some form of, like, um, some important form of, like, witnessing or, or solidarity or something, which I think, you know, can be true, but also, you know, the same way that, like, religion is, isn't just pray and then you're done, um, or spirituality isn't just, like, you know, think about, like, spirit and then you're done. Um, you know, it also, like, requires certain things. And so... Yeah, I'm really interested about, like, how that gets lost and, like, 
you know, what, what sort of, what sorts of ways like we, or strategies we have that might like, uh, bring people back to viewing it as, as like something that means that they should be together differently with like the actual world. Right. And to tie this to something we were talking about earlier, um, we were, you were talking about like how I think poetry, and I was going to say this at the time, but um, I, decided, I decided to go in a different direction. But I uh-huh. think something uh, that, like, you know, talking about poetry as like, you know, what what do like the readers of that like do? They can't like interact with the the poem in the way that you know you you could in like a theater or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying uh, there are poem there are some poems that I read maybe five or ten years ago that. Mm-hmm. I won't write about until maybe you know, oh shit there are poems, <laughs> there are poems I read like five or ten years ago that uh, I won't I won't write about for another five or ten years and like it reminded me of a of it reminded me of a quote that Tegan sent me from Ernesto Cardinal the Nicaraguan liberation theologist poet who mm-hmm. who had a had a notion like he said you know she said uh, he wrote something like uh young people he's writing for young people of the future and like i do think there is that notion in poetry that i'm not i'm perhaps against like the sort of timeless notion of poetry but i think there is a way in which it does do some kind of longer term work sometimes if that makes sense Mm. yeah yeah definitely i mean and i think part of it too might be like like expanding some of our notions about um action um like what that what that actually is or what looks like um you know so i think like uh you know what a what a poem might do that changes someone is like um can be like a lot of things um so and i think you know even just expanding to think about like you know spirituality as a as an important like way of of being in the world maybe a poem changes the way that you like are in in the spiritual sense um but uh but yeah i think that is that is an interesting idea to think of just sort of like the long-term ways that poetry changes things um and uh yeah i mean there's lots of i think traditions of like sort of poetry as like witness or or like like archive um or sort of like a, a noting down or, or a memorializing, which is, which also is, is a different mode of, of creating something um, that also has value. Uh, but I, I, I do wonder, I think I wonder about like when we would write those things and who would write those things versus like who might be, uh, who and when uh, might be like geared towards something that's more, um, direct or more explicit or, or more about a now. Yeah, totally. And you know, what you're saying reminds me too, like of, uh, there's a friend of Frank O'Hara, John Ashbery wrote, I think mm-hmm. in a, in an interview said something a lot, and maybe it was with the Paris review, but maybe one of those where he was mm-hmm. like talking about how mm, his poems may be engaged with the world through trying to shift how people think. And I think, you know, that relates mm-hmm. to maybe how like, uh, often like that kind of relates to how you can engage with poetry like on the spiritual side too and how that maybe can engage in some 
some action, uh, newly defined, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... Yes. Uh, I think that is really, <laughs> that is really important. Um, and I also am, like, a little bit hesitant because I have always, I've, I've always felt like that that, um, that there's that idea that, like, we are... And this is something that, like, um, I encountered a lot uh, with, like, particular people who make theater is, like, this idea that, oh, we're, like... Um, we're like changing how people think about something. We are uh, like asking people to start a conversation. We're like sort of doing this, this, and this. But there wasn't an actual investment in understanding whether or not they were doing that, right? Um, and there's sort of an assumption that like the the way that 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 you're writing or creating is going to do that. Um, and and I I don't know. I feel like an important part of that process is like being invested in that in 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 seeing well did it work um or like sort of or or what did it change people to think towards um and that's something that like in poetry is really hard to to do sometimes i think because because it does feel like something that like you know you write a poem and people read it and and that's sort of the end of the engagement in a lot of ways yeah and a lot of times too with poetry the process is just so long it's it's years there's in a lot of ways yeah. there's, there's no way to know yeah exactly so i am like i am curious especially in my own work and like i don't know always wanting to be like invested in um i don't know like like i just don't want to make i, I don't i don't want to make like assumptions about what a poem is doing in the world like you know there's an idea of what i want it to do maybe um but i i don't know that i can like write something put it out and just be like all right like did did that ask you know like i i accomplished that thing um which is hard i don't know um but it is i think just like a pro like a you know creating a dialogic relationship with sort of other people with like you know whoever you're like audience or like readers are sort of um quote unquote but like yeah i don't know just just creating a relationship that isn't just i make and other people consume and then they make and i consume their stuff and then like that's sort of the end of the the like relationship between us but like um if if you're interested in like starting a conversation or, or changing how people think then like like start like do a conversation you know like see see what people are thinking if after they read something um, and I don't know if that's, that's part of, I think, like what a practice of, of, um, poetry that is like invested in, in education or, or liberation or things like that might, might be is I think like pushing past this idea of like the passive audience that just like reads your stuff and then, and then like reads more of your stuff because of that, you know? Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And, you know, going back to like uh, Brecht or something, I think Brecht has made this argument, like, you know, that, that model, they, uh, at the time there was a lot of um, writing around at the, well, I'm, I'm saying me, oh my God. I mean, at the time there was, at, at the time of Brecht's life, there was a lot of writing around like the radio as being inherently fascistic because it's like a one-way broadcast mm. medium. And mm -hmm. yeah, and I think like, you know, there is a lot, there is a tendency in poetry, there is a tendency in poetry a lot of the time to, I think, maybe 
push in that direction. And I think, you know, even, even just saying like you want poetry to be a dialogue can at times be in certain circles, be a dicey proposition. And yeah. yeah, And I feel like, you know, like maybe with this podcast and also just with, you know, I think like criticism itself is very important. I look at a work like um, the Fanon work, uh, black skin, white masks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and its engagement with poetry. And I think like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is like, these are like models of interacting with poetry in the world that maybe can be a different model than that sort of one-way model that has persisted for so long mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I don't know i was thinking recently that like i feel like a lot of the ways that um we engage with poetry is especially like as as people involved in poetry can be sort of like limited i don't know i, I i've just been thinking like i haven't really read like a review of of like a poetry collection or something that like critiqued it right i mean e- even if like it's it's sort of like all or nothing it feels like um and i wonder about that i don't know I feel it really like it really does feel that way it's kind of strange um and i mean that's like great um because i think like people are making people are making like really good poetry yeah but i, I don't know i feel like there there should be a sense that like like critique is about generosity and about like um you know about pulling us all pulling us all in or like you know bringing things um into conversation that are like like important to think about uh especially if we if we are thinking about sort of like some sort of communal way that we're all engaged then i think just like like not being able to offer critiques of of what someone is doing in their aesthetics and stuff like i don't know even if it's it's not like about convincing but it's about like raising raising issues or raising like possible problematic things um and problematic in like the sense that that they require working through they require like talking through and and conversation um yeah so i I, it is kind of weird i don't know i don't know what what it is about about the like sort of state of like um sort of people who are doing poetry that it it feels like there's not really like things that can that can both be like hey this is like a good thing that someone made and also it has some things that like we can push against or or like ask about i don't know yeah i I totally agree that it feels like a critique right now is is like really difficult in a lot of ways and i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of like industry incentive around not really (laughs) engaging in it or Mm -hmm. just feeding Mm -hmm. feeding the hype machine you know like i don't know like lit hub is just you know like an industry (laughs) hype machine or whatever yeah you just yeah you just it's it doesn't feel like i mean i i do read critiques occasionally but it it feels like at most like once a month i find one that i'm like yeah this was a thoughtful engagement with poetry that also was trying to, you know, maybe engage with some theory too and try and bring it all together. It, it feels really rare that that happens. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and I guess that's why for me too, I tend to gravitate towards theory is because there is, at least there, there is some attempt to do that work. And I feel like a lot of theory right now is invested in being, uh, invested like in aesthetic concerns as well in a way that um, I don't, I don't see to the same extent in the poetry critique uh, criticism mm. communities. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, and I don't know, theory, like, has a lot of times um, this, like, ability to say, uh, to, to do, like, a both and uh, in sort of, you know, uh, like, critique to say, like, this is both, um, like, important and useful and good and also, like, like is doing X harmful thing, right? And it, it doesn't then immediately be shifted into, like, okay, this is, like, a harmful piece of work. But it's like, you know, it, it's, it's in some ways, you know, has that, that generosity of, of being like, we can create good things. And then we're also going to like, have things in there that require, like, more thinking through or like, are, are harmful in their own ways. And that doesn't, it, I don't know, it feels like there's almost a sense that like, if you were to say, you know, X, X poet has written something that like, I think is, is like, not great or needs pushing against, then like, that requires a total disengagement with that person. Um, and sometimes I think that's true, right? But like, um, you know, other times I think that if we are sort of to be like engaged in an actual community that we're all like, you know, um, advocating for similar things, it's just like being able to push against the way someone is doing that is like important. And it's like a, a part of, of like actually being, uh, actually doing like what we want to be doing. Yeah, so let me let me put you on the spot again. <laughs> is there any poetry criticism that you like that you look to as like, oh, this is good? Like, what what mm. what kind of poetry critics do you do you have you looked to, or what books maybe that that you find interesting? I mean, there, there I the uh, so I mean, I haven't like, um, mm, that's a good question, and you definitely definitely did put me on the spot, but uh, um. I so I I never like I haven't studied um poetry or really taken any like classes or anything like that. Um so there's there's I ha I haven't gotten around to sort of reading like uh books of poetry criticism for sure. Um and I Yeah, there, same here really. <laughs> yeah, um which is also like slightly weird, I guess, but um yeah, it definitely is. But yeah, I so I haven't seen like I, I that's the thing I don't know if I don't know a space that is like about poetry like criticism really I think like um there's spaces that I've encountered like reviews right but like those reviews are generally generally sort of operating in that that like vein that we've been talking about I think which is like um I don't know which is 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 like feels like it's not super invested in in like a generous critique um so like i think that might be part of like an issue is that like i don't know where i would go to find like you know something that i understand as like critique or criticism uh for poetry um which is is like interesting i guess or or um maybe like an issue in and of itself yeah and i, I often wonder too like what would the poetry world's reaction to such a critique be because you know sometimes even when someone tries to, you know, do a nuanced sort of take on what something they don't like in poetry, it, there can be a, a full on, full on meltdown. I know I've seen, I've seen mm -hmm. several of those and yeah. yeah. And I like, I don't know, like what it doesn't, it doesn't, it feels like there's a need for this, but it doesn't oftentimes feel like there's a space for it. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, and I wouldn't, I mean, maybe there, maybe there is a, it's sort of hidden somewhere, but uh, I, I haven't haven't encountered it. Um, and uh, yeah, I do think we should be able to, especially when you when you 
you know, put something out in the world and like, um, you know, especially with poetry, which I think like, you know, we've been talking about it this whole time. Like, like it does have the ability to do particular things, right? It's going to like change, uh, what people are thinking potentially, or, or change like how they, they understand something about the world. Like we got to be able to be ready to like, um, have conversations about, about like how it's doing that or, or what it's potentially doing. Um, without it being an attack on like the work as being worthy of like consideration at all, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else you, you wanted to talk about today? Um, no, I mean, I think we, I think we, we covered a lot of things that I was thinking about coming into this. Um, and uh, we hit the Muppets, so I'm pretty much pretty much good. <laughs> Did we hit them enough, though? Uh, well, again, like maybe I'll just start a Marxist Muppet podcast um, that can just be about uh, about that, um, and then you can be a guest. Yeah, I mean, you definitely should do that. I would, I would literally help you do that if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'll start drafting some stuff up.